Welcome to the Christian Worship Center podcast. We pray that this message encourages you and inspires you. Visit us online at cwcbayarea.com for service times and directions. This is us has been explaining who CWC is. Love God, love people, change the world. It's who we are. And so what we're doing is sharing with you our DNA. And our first part was love God. And we shared what those things were, how we love God. Now, secondly, we're speaking now about uh, loving people. How do we love people? Through life-giving relationships. We spoke a couple weeks ago through honor. And then this week, we're talking about healing. That we have a responsibility that CWC needs to be a place of healing. Say it again, Pastor. It needs to be a place of healing. You're not catching this. Because religion is designed to make people feel comfortable in their dysfunction. If you get well, then we no longer have any power over you. See, religion doesn't want to, doesn't want to empower you. It wants to cripple you. It wants you to rely on the church to get you through. But that's not what Jesus had in mind. He wanted to restore our relationship with him so dominion would come back to us so that we could live the life that God intended us to live. Come on, please say that again, Pastor. God doesn't want you dependent. He wants you to walk in his power. So life-giving relationships, honor, and healing. Luke chapter 10, verse 9. I'm going to explain this to you a bit, okay? Heal the sick. Jesus talking. Don't pray for the sick. Heal the sick. I don't know about you. That's a lot of pressure. Heal the sick and go tell them. The kingdom of God is near you now. Turn to your neighbor, tell him the kingdom of God is near you. Look to the other person, tell him now. Pray with me right now. Father, help in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated this morning. Everyone say heal. heal. I want you to understand that when we talk about healing, that aspect of healing, the word in the Greek literally looks like therapy. But it's not about counseling people through their dysfunction. It's about delivering them. Amen. And we, I believe the church, we've turned uh, the churches into counseling centers rather than deliverance centers. Where we get people comfortable in their sickness, in their, in their struggle, that you come in with a broken marriage, and 20 years later you're still in that broken relationship. As long as you keep coming to church, we're okay with that. Well... But that's not what Jesus had in mind. Jesus had something else in mind. That word heal literally means to serve, to care, or to bring healing. In the New Testament, it meant to cure someone, to help them through and deliver them from whatever was ailing them. Although the word looks like therapy, it's not medicine that brings healing, but God that brings healing. Somebody say amen. See, we are the church is designed to help 
heal people and free them from demon possession, from uh, evil spirits, from addictions, from uh, mindsets, from sicknesses, from diseases and curses. Set them free from generational struggles. I'm here to tell you something today. I believe, and I've heard people always talk about generational curses. I'm not a big generational curse kind of guy. Because the Bible says that when you're in Christ, you're a new creation. That all things are, not some things, all things are passed away and behold, all things become new. But I do believe in generational blessing. The church is focused too much on the curses and not on the blessing. I want you to hear and know this morning that many of you have generational curse, uh, not curses, generational blessings on your family. That you're blessed today not because you did something right, but because your mom and dad did something right. Because your grandparents did something right. CWC has to be a place of healing. We have to be people that bring healing. And healing doesn't come through counseling. It comes through encounter. It comes through encountering God. And I I believe in counseling. Don't get me wrong. I spend a lot of time in counseling and, and counseling people. But I hate counseling because most people already know what they want to do before they come in my office. And they're just looking for me to reinforce the decision they already made. Jesus says in Luke eleven twenty, but if I drive out demons by the finger of God, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. So, so what am I saying? Jesus says that the evidence that the kingdom is here is when freedom shows up. Okay, let me just try this out. Okay. That evidence that Jesus has shown up or the kingdom is there is when freedom shows up. So, so I want you to understand something this morning. Whenever we're being held in bondage to something, that means the kingdom hasn't shown up yet. Because where the kingdom is, there's freedom. Now, you're, you're not hearing me this morning. Luke, or John chapter 8, verse 32. And you will know the truth, and the truth will what? That, that if that's the case, then why are so many people still bound? We don't have a lack of information in the church today. There's enough knowledge out there. The problem is, is that people don't know the truth. Now, there's a difference between knowing the truth and knowing the truth. Let me try this side, okay? There's a difference between knowing the truth and knowing the truth. About 18 inches is the difference between knowing And knowing between I have the information of God and I've experienced God. Too many of us at church, we come and we're getting information, but we don't have no any revelation. We've never experienced who God is. That word gnosko, that word know in the Greek literally means, it means to know. What's a trip? It's to know, to be aware, to perceive, to understand, and to be conscious of. But it's also used of a sexual relationship to say so-and-so knew so-and-so. It's not, hey girl, I know you. It's, I know you. I, I don't just know my wife. I know my wife. Oh, pastor, please say that again. 
My, my wife's not even in here right now. We're, she's helping out getting things ready for the visitor uh, reception. But I tell you what, I, don't, I, I wouldn't be able to make it in life if I just knew her. I didn't get married just to know her. I could have known her dating her. I married her to know her. Oh, you ain't feeling me. You ain't feeling me right now. I, I, I married her to know her, to, to know her. You see, for those of you young people just, just getting busy, but you ain't married, you, you, don't, you don't know. You still got that open door to step out when you don't know. Girl, don't, don't, don't let him know you until he knows you. I'm going to uh, bring it back. Bring it back. It's to expose firsthand knowledge of something through personal experience. More than intellectual information, it's experience that is vital to that knowledge. You see, experience is, it, experience is not just knowledge. In fact, let, let me put it this way to you. I know it's a little warm in here, and I apologize. But uh, how many are thirsty right now? I, I, I've been speaking for a little, little bit, and my mouth's starting to get a little dry. And, you know, you know I, I'm just saying that I know this can quench my thirst. But it don't do nothing until... See, y'all, y'all know God can meet your need. Oh, yeah, God, God, God's amazing. God... God could do anything. God has the ability to do anything in my life. But I'm thirsty. But you know, but you're thirsty. You know, but an unopened bottle of water can't quench your thirst. Some of you come to church week after week after week and you it's great. I know you can do it all. You can quench my thirst. The Lord can just meet all my needs. But you ain't never taken the time to open up your life, to take a drink of God. I'm going to give you a case study, and I'm going to close in a few, few minutes here, so stay with me. Luke chapter 13, verse 10, tells us a story that while Jesus is teaching on the Sabbath day, he walks into the meeting place on the Sabbath, and there was a woman so twisted, someone say twisted, and bent over with arthritis, she couldn't stand up. The, the, the poor lady's in this condition. And the Bible says for 18 years, she came to church in this condition. There's many of us that come to church every week and we're in this condition. But you know what? The church makes you comfortable. We give you a good parking place. We find a place that you can come and sit. This is a good area for you. We're going to do this for you. And so we make you comfortable in your sickness, but we never offer you healing. 
She was incapacitated to the point that she couldn't, the Bible says, look up. And many of us are in our conditions. Our marriage is so bad. Our finances are so bad. Our sickness is so bad. That depression is so bad that we walk into church, but we can't look up. We're stuck in this position. And Jesus walks in one day, and she's not even looking for help. She doesn't even ask for help. Jesus walks in, and this woman that had just settled in life, this is just the way it's going to be. And some of you have reached a point in your life that said, this is just the way it's going to be. I'm never going to be set free. I'm never going to have a whole marriage. I'm never going to have a whole family. I'm never going to get out of debt. And you always are stuck in that situation. I'm always going to be in bondage. This woman was in that situation because religion makes us comfortable in our dysfunction. Verse 12 says that she had been afflicted for 18 years. And then Jesus walks in and Jesus looks in. I'm paraphrasing. He goes, woman, you're free. He didn't ask permission for anyone. See, that's what kings do. Kings don't have to take a vote. Hey, how many would like me to, uh, you know, think it's okay for me to deliver this person? He just did it. He just walked in. He seen her condition. And he says, you know what? That, that, that's 18 years in this situation. Enough. Enough. We're we're not going through this anymore. What bothers me is when, as a pastor, is when I see you in your dysfunction year after year, week after week, decade after decade, going through the same problems, the same issues, and the same bondage. I'm here to tell you enough. Enough. You don't have to be in that situation. Jesus goes to her. She didn't ask for it. He lays hands on her and immediately sets her free. The Bible says in verse 13 that she was standing straight and tall, giving glory to God. What was After Jesus does that, what happens? She goes from this to this. God changed her perspective. Changed her ability. Everything was negative in life. All she could do was look at the dirt in life. But when God touched her, God changed her vantage point. God changed her perspective. And when God steps in, now you can see your family different, your husband different, your wife different, your city different, your job different. God comes in and says enough. That word strengthen means to restore. It's a compound word that means to, to, to come up and to Straight, so straight up. It's a construction term that means to rebuild or reconstruct someone or something. God right now is getting busy to rebuild some of y'all right now. You've been asking God, why am I so broken right now? Because God has to break some things down in order to rebuild them. You ain't hearing me this morning. I'm here to tell you this morning, you have a right to be healed. You see... When you're in bondage, God can't forget the glory that he deserves. For all of sin and fall short of the glory. You were created for glory. But when we don't live at the level God created us to live at, we end up stealing glory from God. You were created to live at a higher level. And when you don't do it, it steals glory from God. So we're going to give God his glory back today. No, you you didn't hear me. I said we're going to give God his glory back today. You're going to get healed 
today. You're going to get set free today. You're going to be delivered today. God's going to begin to break chains today. Addictions broken. Depression broken. God is about to walk in and he's telling every one of you right now, enough. Be set free. I want you right now to stand to your feet with me. I want you to focus in here on verse 15. Spiritual leadership got mad at Jesus. He said, hey, dude, not supposed to be doing this on the Sabbath. You could heal her Sunday through Friday, but you are not allowed to do this on Saturday. God said, I bet I could. And Jesus tells him, But Jesus shot back. He says, you frauds, each Sabbath, every one of you regularly unties your cow and your donkey from its stall. Everyone say stall. And leads it out for water and thinks nothing of it. So why isn't it all right for me to untie this daughter of Abraham? Jesus is making a case here. From the stall where Satan had her tied 18 years. Jesus walks in and says, I gave a promise to Abraham. And so anyone from the line of Abraham has a right to wholeness in their body. What's going on with this woman is illegal right now. Some of you have allowed Satan to walk into your families, walk into your minds, walk into your body. But I'm here to tell you today that you have a legal right to be healed, to be restored, to be set free. Jesus sees what's going on. Now, you're you're sitting here right now. The book of Galatians tells us this. How many here believe in Christ? Lift your hands. He says, if you believe in Christ, then you are sons of Abraham and heirs according to his promise. Which means everything God promised Abraham is yours. Now, you you didn't hear me. Everything God promised Abraham is yours. I will bless them that bless you. I will curse those that curse you. I will use you to bless the nations. Genesis 12 gives the whole breakdown of that blessing. I don't know about you, but I want mine. I said, I want mine. Come on, lift your hands all over this place right now. No more box living for you. All a stall is is a fancy name for a box. Jesus came to break that box and release us from not out of the box thinking, out of the box living. It's time to live outside the box. It's time to break down that little stall that Satan's keeping you in. He's trying to hold you back in. God wants that box to be destroyed and to release you to live at the measure and the purpose that God has for your life right now. Father, we speak over every life right now. We declare right now in Jesus' name. If you're sick in body, you're battling in your mind, you got a relationship issue, your financial struggle, you're dealing with an addiction, whatever that battle that you might be facing right now, there's an area of your life that you are in bondage to. Maybe your past, maybe something happened when you were growing up and someone 
they, they defiled you, they hurt you, they abused you, whether physically, spirit, uh, emotionally, or, or even sexually. I'm here to tell you today that God wants to set you free this morning. He wants to deliver you from that box that you're living in of shame, that box of addiction, that box of, of your past. God want, right now wants to untie you and pull you out of that box in Jesus' name. So, Lord, we pray for every heart, every life in Jesus' name. Come on, right where you are. Prayer team, if you would come take your places. We just speak healing. We speak deliverance right now. We speak deliverance right now. The power of God is here right now. I feel the presence of God here in such a strong way this morning. Lord, we bless your name. We bless your name. We glorify your name. We acknowledge your presence in this place right now. Come on, right now, there's freedom. There's freedom. There's freedom right now. Lord, you see every hand that is lifted up before you, God, right now, and those that are acknowledging that, God, I'm tired of being bent over, hunched over to where I can't stand. Lord, I want to stand in my call. I want to stand in my purpose. I want to stand in, in, in my future. I speak now in Jesus' name, freedom. Enough. Enough. No more addiction. No more depression. Come on, I speak this over you right now in Jesus' name. I speak it right now. There's, there's someone here that you've been dealing with such a low self-esteem for so long. You don't think you're worth anything. And it's been to the point at times that you've even considered suicide. And you begin to think that you're just taking up space, taking up air, and you, you fight with yourself constantly with trying to find value, and you keep struggling to find the value that you have. I'm here to tell you today that God took out of this day to point out to you that you have value, so much so that he gave his life for you, that you are valuable. I want to pray with you right now. Father, you know that heart. You know that person. And we're not going to point them out, God, because I don't want that individual this morning to feel embarrassed. I release right now, my God, your grace. I release right now, Father God, value in Jesus' name. I declare your grace. I speak mercy. And I release value right now. Value in Jesus' name. There's some of you right now that you've been battling, you've been struggling with some other, you've been struggling in your marriage, struggling in your relationship. God wants to begin to mend those things right now. You, you thought this is just the way it's going to be. No, it's not. That's not the way it should be. God wants to put things together right now. I speak healing over that marriage right now. Lord, we make room for you in our marriages. We make room for you, God, to begin to bring healing that we wouldn't hold the grudges of yesterday, my God, but God, you promised that we would live in harmony and unity, Father God. And so, Lord, I pray that as a husband, I would love my wife as Christ loved the church, and as a wife, I would learn to support my husband as well. So, Lord, we pray right now, healing over everyone in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. If you've been abused, if you've been hurt, if you've been... You've been both, whether physically, emotionally, or, or sexually, right where you are. I just want to speak healing over your life. Don't raise your hands. Just right where you are right now, I just speak healing over you. I declare healing over you now. Right now, in Jesus' name. Come on, receive it. Enough. Enough. We're not going to allow the enemy to live in our minds any longer. Enough. Enough, in Jesus' name. Healing. Healing over yesterday, healing over the past, healing over, my God, our struggle. 
Healing over, my God, our battle in Jesus' name. Healing. Healing in Jesus' name. Amen. I just feel, um, as Pastor was preaching, and he was talking about the woman bent over, I literally felt that God wants to heal some women in this house who have been carrying the burden of being the mother and the father. It's taken a toll on your physical body. And I feel like God wants to heal. If you are suffering from my fibromyalgia, arthritis, I believe today is your day of freedom. This is, has no more place in this house or in your body. God is going to carry your load. You were not meant to carry that load by yourself. It was God's position that he put man in our place. So right now, if you just lift your hands with me, and if you need prayer, come on up. But the rest of any women in this house right now, come on, brothers. Let's bless them right now. Father, we bless right now the sacrifice of what women had to carry for both the mother and the spouse, God, for the children. The loads that they had to take on by themselves, God to go to work, to take care of their home, to love their children above everything, God. Right now, I break the lie that keeps them bound right now in Jesus' name. You are the defender of the widows and the orphans, God. You release peace right now in Jesus' name, and we break every lie off their mind and body, and we command, we actually say body be healed in Jesus name you have no more place fibromyalgia you've been served you have no more place in arthritis right now we we break that in the matchless name of Jesus yes Lord. yes come on yes yes I believe healing is in the house this morning right where you are right now healing just release it Father, we have a right to be healed. And I want to tell you, for those of you that every week show up in the middle of your chaos and struggle, I honor you. I honor you. That woman that showed up for 18 years in that condition, showed up, kept showing up week after week, month after month, year after year, decade. She keeps showing up in that condition, just hoping somehow to get relief from her situation, not knowing that that one day she walked in, that the Son of God was going to be there. I'm here to tell you this morning that God will show up when you keep showing up. And she walks in and has an encounter with God. I just speak freedom over you right now. Thank you for downloading this message. For more information on our church, visit us at cwcbayarea.com. You can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash cwcbayarea.